Welcome to Outside of the Scribe. Week 11 is already underway. Got some big, big matchups here as we come down the home stretch. Playoffs are only a few weeks away. We got a big match between myself and the kid. Another big one between, uh, well, not so big, between Rick and Sense. Big for Sense staying off the poo seat and also big for Rick trying to get in the playoffs. Currently sitting in ninth, but he's got a chance to jump all the way up into the playoff picture with a win. Uh, Puts and Grant is a battle of two heavyweights. Kyle versus Brad. Kyle trying to fight out of the toilet trio. Probably not going to get in the playoffs, but he's got an outside chance. Brad, he's looking at maybe getting some regular season money, or he could be on the outside looking in. That's how tight the league is. Tighter than a bullfrog's ass, as we like to say. Um, pro versus no titles baying. Pro near the top, Bayon near the bottom. And then rounding things out, the classic rivalry. I think they still have that $1,000 titles bet going. I don't really know the finite details of that bet, but we got Hess versus uh, Trader J. Uh, not going to yap too much longer. Got a real good interview today with Brad. Uh, by the way, I'm your host, the Beaster. Says your name, Danger Powers. No, 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 no. Danger's my middle name. So yeah, we caught Brad on his drive back from Chicago, headed home for the holidays. Um, talked for about an hour, took some good listener questions, got his take on you know, where the zone stands, who he respects, who he doesn't respect, a little bit about his history in the zone, all that good stuff. So without further ado, let's get to the call and your questions, and uh, good luck to everyone in tomorrow's matches. Happy to welcome on. We didn't figure out if he's a 14 or a 15 year vet, Mr. Bradley Weaver. How you doing today, Brad? I am doing well. Long time listener, first time caller. Excited to be on the uh, on the show today. We're very happy to have you, Brad. Is currently on the on a long drive from Chicago back to Pennsylvania for Thanksgiving. Just past Pittsburgh City Champions, was it you said? Is correct. I, I like to refer to Pittsburgh, more than Pittsburgh, so uh, tweaks their own. Passing the old stomping grounds at Clarion soon? Uh, that's the north, so I'm not going to that way, but uh, um, actually, I'm passing the old stomping grounds at Shippensburg here in about an hour or two. Oh, yeah, I forgot. That's true. Wait, were you at Clarion two years and then you went to ship for two? That is correct. Well, I'll be dipped. Yeah, I totally forgot you went to ship. We got a couple of ship alums in the league. Oh, we gotta... does happen. <laughs> Shit does happen. Shit is it. Um, for those listening at home, B, we've joined the NFL Zone in NFL Zone Season 3, 2005. He came in as the Flying Cougars, made playoffs in his first year. 06, 
he missed the season because he was on a beach trip with his family when we drafted. But he came back in 07 like a wrecking ball. Actually took the title, his one and only title that year. Really strong season. Went 9-5. and five. Uh, In the points scored category, where were you? One, two, three, four. Eh. To be honest with you, your points scored weren't that strong. But you went 9-5, and five, had a nice run in the playoffs. You got a title. Um, you also have a couple poop seats in there. That's a stain yeah, that does, it's a stain that does not wash out. But as we were talking before, you said as long as sense has more than you, you're okay with it. It's looking like you got a pretty strong lead on you in that category, so it doesn't look like you're uh, gonna be getting any this season. You're strongly in playoff contention. Well, let's just start off by asking how's the how's the shy move, the Chicago move, and how's that affected your NFL zone life? So I don't think the shy move necessarily affected as much as actually COVID probably did, and I'll get to that later, but hmm. shy move did actually uh, affect my sports watching. Um, it is weird watching, you know, having the games on Sunday start at 12. Hmm. Um, Ooh, yeah. There's a wrinkle into it. <laughs> um, but, however, the good part of that is Monday night, Sunday night, Thursday night games all done by 10.30, Huh. Dog, sleep like a baby by 11. Good so for great. sleeping. No doubt about that. So you're liking the new uh, the Central Time Zone sports watching schedule. That's what you're saying. Absolutely. You know, even on like basketball games, they start at six instead of seven. You know, you're sitting down with some dinner and the games are over by nine. You get to watch the first half of the late games if uh, uh, if you so choose. However, COVID obviously wrecked all my sports watching stuff this this summer, but. Yeah, hopefully things come back. I think we're all expecting them to. Regardless, it's been a great season in the NFL zone. And you yourself are having one of your stronger seasons in recent memory. Uh, but before we get to all that, let's, uh, let's talk about your history in the zone. Yep, well, Very well. Said, Where do I begin? Go ahead. I, jo- I think I joined, like you said, in uh, 05. Um, you know, I remember Dean and uh, Rick, I believe, were the two that got me into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, 06, you guys planned the uh, draft while I was on my family beach trip. So uh, no, no Wi-Fi down there. could not join. No dial-up? Um, so no dial-up either. No, that was uh, my uh, family's beach actually ran out every every summer. And it is uh, an old menu like, uh, family that has it. They don't necessarily have Wi-Fi back in the 2006 years. Uh, came yeah. back in 2007, like you said, uh, took the lead by scoring, coming back with a vengeance like Jordan won the 4-5. Hey. Um, but from taking that championship, um, next year um, won the regular season championship as well. Um, didn't fare as well in the playoffs, but I still vividly remember one play from that regular season um, championship, and that was D'Angelo Williams with the Panthers mm-hmm. had a crazy run, which got me a win. Um, I'm not sure if it was over Jason or if it was um, Jason had won already, and that put me in first place for the season. Can't really remember, but I just remember running around in my apartment uh, I had in college with the screaming. So, well, that was, uh, definitely your, just, it was definitely your best season, 2008. Yeah. You were Wu-Tang Clan. You took the regular season. You were 11-3 and three. again. In the point, yeah, 11-3, strong record. Jason was, was second. Probes, I, was Uranus probes, I believe. 
Mm, no, Uranus probes when you took the title in 2007. 2008, you, uh, you took it as more, I'm sorry, not Wu-Tang Clan, you were more Cowbell. Wu-Tang Clan ended up taking the playoff yeah. title from you. You won 11-3, and three. Uh, you were pretty high, and the points scored, to be honest, again, one, two, three, four, five. You were fifth, sixth in points scored. Um, extremely low, far and away the lowest point scored against that year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But after that year, the, the fantasy gods reversed everything, and uh, it's been, been a rough, rough, rough waters from that. Yeah, and you know, I actually brought up that week 14 game. You were losing to Sense. Uh, I'm sorry, I guess you were losing to Durante. I thought Sense because it said Zach, but the team name was Zach Hates Lexi, question mark. Uh, D'Angelo Wilson, Williams, I can't talk today, damn. He he went off for 33 points, 186 rushing, two touchdowns, and I guess one of them was a a late touchdown run that got you that regular season title. And uh, like you said, it's uh, it's been up and down since, mostly down, but this year is up. Uh, And you want to talk about, you know, your team, your season this year? I like my, my team this year. I think it rounded nicely into form. Uh, beginning of the year, definitely had more uh, uh, some injuries that had uh, definitely uh, derailed the beginning of the year. You know, I had Mozart, Chubb, uh, Adam, Devontae Adams is also there. All three went down with some injuries mm-hmm. at the end of the year. Um, you know, had got to a point where if I didn't make a trade, I was pretty much done to awesome. Lost you there. Some things around that. Can you hear me okay now? Yeah, you cut out for a second. You said you had to make a trade. Yep, I was down to Paulson Scott as my only uh, available running back at that point. Luckily, my assignment was out, so that was nice. But I started shopping him around, and luckily uh, found a trade partner in Jason there. And uh, I think we did a pretty even trade. If it wasn't for that trade, I probably would be uh, starting to have a little creep sheet potentially. So uh, uh, Alvin Cook is really. Won me two out of those last three weeks. I didn't have him. I think that fat L on those. But, uh, yeah, the trade worked out well, and I think it's also working out well for Jason, too. So uh, I think it was a relatively even trade. And my team set up nicely moving forward. Which one of my receivers would step up their game a little bit. Or if uh, Teddy Two would look at DJ Moore's way a little bit more, that'd be great as well. Yeah, you did start the year 0-4. Very rough start, but like you said, you shuffled the lineup a little bit. You got a win week 5, another loss week 6. But you've been rolling since. You're actually the hottest team in the zone. You've won four in a row. Uh, your last four scores looking like 161, 105, 123, and 113. This week you have a matchup, uh, Battle of the Mennonites, taking on Martin Pride. You didn't have anybody go on Thursday night. Um... Currently in the standings, you are. Da, 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 where are you sitting? You're sitting in fourth. Yep. Uh, six and four. 1,200 points scored. Uh, it's pretty bunched up there. You know, Puts and Matt got the bye right now. Puts seven and three. Matt six and four. Matt leading the league in points scored. And then we see you. Uh, so we see Pro third, U fourth, Kid fifth, all six and four. A bit lower in the points scored totem pole. Grant right there with the second highest point scored. He's five and five. And then, you know, it's bunched. It's going to be a real dogfight for that, that sixth playoff spot. Jada, myself, Rick, all five and five. 
and Kyle, with his extremely low point total, is still lingering in a four and six. If he could somehow run off three in a row and get to seven and six, he's got a shot. And obviously, we got the an epic poopsie uh, battle coming up down the stretch between really Sense is. and Sean. It really is. Uh, yeah. Lee is better than a bullfrog's ass, as we like to say here in the stride and also outside the stride. Um, but no, I think uh, you know, this week it's a, kind of a must, kind of must win for me. Obviously, sitting at fourth, but um, schedule definitely gets uh, a little tougher after this week with uh, you know, Pitts next week and then you to wrap up the regular season. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, both. You guys are also well in the playoff contention. Puts the lead right now. Um, if I can somehow get a puts loss this week and beat puts next week, I'll pass them in the win loss record in the standings there. So, um, kind of, not necessarily show my own destiny, but at least things can show my own destiny to comfortably finish here. So, we'll see what happens. Yeah, you got a tough one down the stretch. Puts and myself, uh, that week 13 matchup between you and I really might end up being for a playoff spot. Um, We'll see how things shake out. What a... Yeah, uh, I got... I got... scheduling, and uh, I know Rick has been making a lot of comments on that in the stride about how he's set up nicely. And, you know, definitely some truth to that, but at the same time, that's why they played the game, so... That's true. You know, you gotta, gotta, gotta put up or shut up at some point. Yeah, and with the new and improved format, you know, you're going to play everybody once. Obviously, we have the week uh, one and two. Top six scores get a win. So, Rick got an easy, easy schedule down the stretch. You got a bit of a tough one, but you just played NTB, no titles bay in last week. Took care of business. Now you got another low-ranked opponent in Kyle. If you take care of business on that one, you should be sitting pretty to have a real good shot to make playoffs. I don't know if, if winning this week will lock it up, obviously, but... See how things yeah, shake I think, out. Yeah, I figure if I can win the next two of the next three, I, I should be in. I'm just trying to avoid that sixth spot because Grant and Jason are obviously uh, have some pretty high scores and they're kind of lingering at that seventh and eighth spot. Um, so yeah. I'm trying to make sure that I stay at that sixth spot the new rules this year, which you know, just adds another, another fun twist to our league. Yeah, they have a healthy point total and they should be feeling good about their chances as well. Uh, let's talk a bit about your team. You probably have the most feared running back duo in the league between Dalvin Cook and Nick Chubb now that they're both healthy. Obviously, puts when he has Derrick Henry and uh, Christian McCaffrey, but McCaffrey can't seem to get on the field this year. Tell us a little bit about the dynamic of your team and uh, what you were trying to trying to build at the auction and you know some changes you made during the season, what you like, what you don't like. And real quick for the listeners, he's got Deshaun Watson, at quarterback, Tyler Board. Tyler Boyd, DJ Moore, Justin Jefferson are his three receivers. Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb at running back. Noah Fant at tight end on the bench. He's notable players. You got Jarvis Landry as a receiver. Uh, John Brown receiver. Mike Williams. Uh, not too much running back depth there. You got Madison. You got the handcuff. But other than that, your RB3, Boston Scott. Mm, DeAndre Swift on the IR. Um... And then you're rolling with uh, Rodrigo, you sunk my Blankenship, uh, the Minnesota defense. You also have the Rams defense. And you got Schobert and Shaq Thompson as your IDPs. Anyways, not to, not to get rambling, the floor is yours. Tell us what you, what you think about your team. So, looking at the auction, you know, I really had to target, target one, one popper. You know, uh, I was like, I bought the Adams in that. Uh, 
Uh, you know, with COVID going on, I, I really kind of more focused on that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, thought it felt pretty good going at it with, with uh, Chubb, uh, David Johnson as kind of a, a sleeper running back, and uh, Mozart, um, you know, being like uh, up three running backs, you know, kind of trying to match with all three of that. Uh, not work out so well since Mozart is made of glass. Um, he, I don't think he's played more than I don't think he's been a full game this year if he hasn't been one. Um, you know, and I'm talking about DJ Moore and Tyler Boyd. Uh, I read a lot of good things about Tyler Boyd and uh, his chemistry. Figured they be swing that ball around, so I kind of targeted them a little bit. Um, I'm kicking myself a little bit taking Deshaun Watson. That's my kind of one regret. Wish I would have uh, held out for maybe a Russell Wilson or Tyler Murray. So I think they were relatively the same price, give or give take uh, one to five dollars there, um, but I, I kind of kick myself there, but uh, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, so I won't, uh, uh, won't put that too much, but you know, as the year went along, I'm not a big trader, just, I don't know, I, I, just, I get nervous with trades, just I don't know what it is, just get nervous with them, um, if I don't like, like it to a hundred percent, I'm not going to do it. Um, but I think Jason and I, after I uh, talked about picks and trade and that he talked about earlier, this in the, in the season here, uh, I'll wait for that for later. But uh, uh, with, with Jason and I, you know, I had some other talks, and I kind of made a very minor trade that has not really worked out for either of us so far with Jared Cook and uh, uh, Landry. Uh, Landry, we kind of both with Duds last week. Um, but uh, uh, did, a, did a good trade there, and I think. Uh, Put my team up nicely coming through, you know, with, with uh, Cook and Trump there. Um, Swift popping up on the uh, concussion protocol on uh, Thursday it was kind of a surprise. Did not see that coming. Um, he was practicing final Wednesday. I'm not sure what happened, but uh, something took place there. So he's got a terrible third RB. Yeah, you know what? I sold. I sold him short. He's a bit boomer bust. He's got two weeks. He went over twenty. He's got a few weeks also. He's double digits. You know, his for the year he's looking like. 9, 8, 2, 12, 26, 12, 3, 10, 22. So not a bad RB3. I sold yeah, you short. So yeah, ultimately he's uh, the backup in case we choke down again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously with Cook uh, his, his uh, handcuff there in Madison. So um, yeah, I feel confident there. I wish one of my receivers would separate themselves a little bit more. Um, you know, I, I feel like DJ Moore, Tyler Boyd, Mike Williams, Jefferson, uh, Landry are all like just boom or bust wide receiver two slash threes. You know, the borderline lowest rollers, but high ceilings, and it's just uh, it's kind of you know taking a it's a factory trying to guess who's going to do who's going to do what each week. That's uh, where I'm DJ Moore's jinx. Either whatever he uh, does well, it's when he's on my bench. Uh, it's just infuriating uh, watching that go on. But uh, hopefully this week uh, we we reverse that jinx and uh, he puts up some big numbers for me. Well, we will get answers. As they say, the proof can be found in the pudding. Some spoiled pudding, huh? Um, Let's talk about the changes in the zone this year. You know, we switched the format a bit in the regular season with the first two weeks. Uh, And over the years, we'd like to at least bring it up to everybody, switch into auction and, and incorporating fab and all of that. How do you feel about the changes the zone has made, and what changes would you like to see moving forward? So I do like the changes we did this year. Um, a little hesitant initially. I'm a big fan of the, the uh, head-to-head matchup aspect of it. I just feel like it brings 
it's yeah. more, I would say you're, you're, you're a traditionalist. When I think of, yeah. you know, if I'm putting who's on the left, who's on the right, you, you generally side as a traditionalist, correct? Tell us more about the changes, what you like, what you don't like, what you like to see moving forward. So the, the first two weeks that I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed the first two weeks uh, for sure. Uh, that was kind of fun just because uh, everybody had a, you know, a skin in the game there, as they say. So, uh, you know, I think that Monday night was a lot of fun trying to watch it. You're trying to watch people creep up on you. Is there is there a Mr. Monday night working there or, or not? Uh, I'm, not yeah. I'm not getting Rick back. Uh, my nickname, uh, but uh, yeah, I definitely think there's some some fun there. Also, if you're if you're in it, I mean, it's a lot of fun. Watching. If you're pretty much out of it, whether you're already locked in that top mm-hmm. six or you're in the bottom six, you just maybe not even get there. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fun to watch the uh, the games. You always got the people that you're cheering for and cheering against exactly. as well. Exactly, but I would say uh, I like that. I also like the, the sixth place thing because um, again, it kind of keeps the engaged a little bit more, you know, if uh, you're having high, some high point totals, but uh, maybe some bad luck with matchups, I still think that uh, a future really engaged, although I think all of us are, are engaged, nobody throws the tell at any point, because again, nobody wants that stain that didn't come out that I, I know so well of, so uh, it keeps everybody kind of engaged that way, too. Yeah, I think we all agree with that. Um, let's talk a bit about, you know, you've been in the league a long time. 14, 15 seasons, something like that. Who do you respect in the NFL zone, and who don't you respect? Um, not just as a GM, but overall. So before I jump into that, I will echo, I like Rick's idea of having one defensive lineman, mm. one linebacker, and one defensive back. I would like to see that get implemented in the coming years, because I do think that'll add a little more strategy when you're adding your IDPs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're going to have to fight fight a little bit more to get those top defensive backs and top uh, defensive linemen because there are a few that stand out more than others. Um, they're far and few between. You actually score a lot of points for you. Yeah. Um, and also, I, so I'm so excited to hear that other people are, are listening to that as well. I think that's a, that's a great thing. Um, as far as the draft goes, or the auction goes as well, I kind of like Alex Rick's idea of like cutting a little bit shorter and then just throwing kind of the, the free agent waiver pickups, but at the same time, I look forward to the auction every year. This year, I was not able to, uh, you know, unfortunately, not able to get the Nana or Nana's house. How do you want to say it? Well, how do you say um, it? I would say, I would say Nana. That's how I would originally say it. Nana. Just because looking at it, that's huh. how I would, you know, guess that I would say. But who knows? So, um, Ooh, yeah. and, and hopefully, hopefully next year, hopefully next year, I can get in there and uh, get some book a plate to. Hey, you fly into that Allentown Brown, we pick you up. Everyone would love to see you next year's auction. We're hoping that you're there moving forward. Are you planning on being on being in Chicago long term, or is this like a three to five year move, or like what's the deal? I would say it's definitely a three to five year move at this point. You know, obviously, can't really predict the future. Crystal Ball, I'd be just dominating the auction. Like my, yeah, yeah, sure. 
had my crystal ball here this year. But I know, uh, I think it would be nice to uh, just do a real life case, maybe go here notice, you know, Chicago, maybe uh, come back to PA at some point. Wouldn't mind going back to the Philly area again, but uh, we'll see what ends up happening. So, um, no plans on moving back in the next couple of years, but uh, three to five years is probably uh, a good trajectory, and then see what way goes from there. All right, well, that all sounds good. And uh, let me circle back to my original question. I got ahead of myself, so I apologize. Let's talk about no respect. Respect in the NFL zone. <laughs> who do you respect and who don't you respect as a GM? So, respect with a capital K at the end. I would probably say I do respect Jason. Uh, he's obviously always in the hunt. Trader J. Uh, Trader J, as we call him these days. Um, I think he, he's always in the hunt. You know, he's a, a rational guy when you're trading with him. Um, you know, he brings bring some good uh, vibes to this tribe as well. Uh, so overall, I think he's definitely uh, uh, one of the guys I respect. I respect Matt and Fultz as well from the 07s. You know, they uh, both typically have good no. teams. You know, they say Matt, um, you know, and typically uh, that 11th place finish with a nickname of Matt with one team. Mm. But uh, Strong outside nickname. of that, he's, he's, always, uh, he's always top of the league for the most part. Um, you know, and he's uh, trading. Well, it seems his, own, I guess. his trade tactics have caught on, and that's uh, everyone's followed suit in the league this year. Yeah, and although Puts, I will say, so uh, Puts, I do respect his team, has always uh, puts together some great teams over the years, uh, even though he hasn't really won a uh, championship, so to speak, in the, as Rick likes to call it, the Rinky Dick Tournament, which I hate that phrase because it's not good at all, in my opinion. Uh, but, uh, but Foots, you know, he's always there. He's always typically in the playoffs. Um, he's got some boppers every single year. He seems to find a, a sleeper every year, too. So I'll you know, definitely tip my cap in there. However, it seemed like he kind of went the mat route with the trades this year. You know, I disagree that I won't trade with him because of his uh, feedback we give him a scribe. I think it's more because the offer just was not a, uh, not a good offer in general. This is why I did not trade with him this year. Yeah. Stern, but fair. Uh, um, I would say I do respect your uh, your team as well. You're again always in the hunt, typically. Even though last year uh, had a mysterious uh, half tackle or tackle assist, half point that landed me in the proof seat. So Rick and uh, took put the pro out of the playoffs and put you in on a, on a Wednesday morning. That was a great wake up, uh, great way to start your day. Person. Just your cup there, but, uh, Waking up with that stain. Uh, yeah, that was unfortunate. I was, I was fully expecting to happen. Not gonna lie, tearing myself all week for that to happen, but it uh, until it really reality sunk in, it, it just didn't feel right. So yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, that's not the bummer. But I was respectful. The ethics on your part are a little questionable. Oh, uh, I've, I've really, since, I, I, I've cleaned up my act tenfold. Those <laughs> Don't know what you're talking about. Alright, well who don't you respect in the zone? Since we're talking about sense, I already know where this one's going, but who else? Yeah, sense, uh, sense is just cursed. I mean, there's no other way to say it, to be honest. He's just, he kissed that trophy. I vividly remember that. That is etched in my mind when he did that. I've had uh, Pilkinos from Jason's national party. And that, 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 that like, fuck it. Uh, look he gave after he 
Yes, he did. I mean, that just, that just, you know, that's just his name in uh, the poop seat, uh, the whole tree of the rest of history until he figured out the reverse that hex. I uh, sent him a link in, in Amazon and said, subscribe, giving him some options there. You got a little stick. Oh, hold on a second. You cut out. You're back. You hear me? Yeah, would you go through yeah, a tunnel? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're good. Uh, no, I'm, uh, I'm going up and down some valleys right now. Uh, yeah, since, you know, I'm not sure if you heard this or not, but uh, yeah, I sent him a link on that Amazon book on how to reverse some curses. Got a little trigger with me back, and uh, you know, now I'm just like, you know, being, uh, you can stick, stick with that curse moving forward at this point. Well, yeah. You have a bit uh, of a history of getting back. snippy back and forth with sense inside the scribe. Yeah, Care to touch on that at all? I don't know where that comes from, honestly, though. It's just kind of a, a thing that kind of uh, evolved throughout the years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's just something that like, happens. It's, it's not, 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 not because of a uh, hatred or anything with the old sense, but uh, I, think it's, I think it all started probably back with uh, the liberal tapes that he would always make back in the day when he was dating uh, Dallas and Happy Names. So. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. So you're saying the root of the problem all goes back to his liberal socialist views. Probably. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't like I don't like hippies much either. So I'm with you on that one. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I, uh, I, most of it's all, all in front for the most part. Uh, other people I don't really respect in the lead as far as fantasy goes, I would say Sean. I mean, no titles band has no, no titles right now. None of them. I mean, I know he's... Uh, I, I would love to see him get deeper. And that would just, uh, no, a pooper with no championships, that's a, that's a rough, Ugh. that's a rough uh, go. That's a tough pill to swallow. Because um, you can't, you can't even hang your hat right, and you're just etched in stone. You can, the hat just gets stained as well. Exactly, exactly. So it's just, I thought it was a rough spot to be in when I'm glad I got out of the way, even though it was over a decade ago, it's still kind of hang my hat on that at least. Um, hopefully this year is different for me as well. But uh, on top of uh, Sean, um, I might say, Rick's a roller coaster with my respect too. You know, just like his rude swings and the mm-hmm. stride, um, that's all my respect for him as well. But uh, he was kind of in the middle there. There's some days I respect him. I mean, his auction performance on auction day is usually some hard. Uh, you know, he's taking a nap by like hour two. Uh, he's, he's on the floor right now. Um, you know, his, his comment about, uh, you know, more breaks to make trades, you know, to get you brought and like, you just manage your money better. It's, that's a simple way to stay in, you know, in the auction. Yeah. Uh, you know, don't, don't blow your load too much early. I know. Uh, I have no problem with that, but uh, some people do, I guess. So, I'm uh, uh, got to so. He and is a roller coaster of emotions. And then finally, Pro, you know, I can't really, can't really respect him, you know, just due to the fact that, you know, he had no titles. No playoffs, and they with the league. Talk about proof sheets to start off the, his, his career in the league. Wow. Not the best way to come in, but uh, he, he starts off hot every year and then start, slowly starts to, to fade. But uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens this year with his team. His team's, his team's average. I, I'm not a huge fan of it, but it's not the worst. And then obviously, finally, Grant, I'll say I respect him. Uh, just lucky, lucky last year uh, with the point total. But uh, I mean, he. He sets his team up nicely every year for the playoffs, so can't hate that. 
Yeah, Pro's been hanging on till now, so let's see how he does down the stretch. Obviously, Grant, his four titles. Uh, since we're talking about Grant real quick, do you think him being outside of the open scribe, do you think that makes a difference? Do you put an asterisk on any of his titles? Because I know I sure do. I don't know if I put an asterisk on the title of the title in the day. Everybody was, everybody was trading with him. He's doing the right moves. Nothing like, you know, it's not like he's using, using roids um, to, to have his performance there. Uh, yeah, nothing wrong with a little bit of roids here and there. Yeah, I don't interesting to see how people are going to respond and there have been a lot of overreactions this year we kind of talked about it this week a lot of overreactions about trades for the most part there haven't been any that were you know crazy and swung the league in everyone's favor but we still got three weeks in playoffs left so maybe you know it's just slowly coming to a boil let's move on ahead and do rapid fire before we uh let you give your closing thoughts to all your haters and we'll get to listening or listener questions uh, you know the rapid-fire segment. We're going to start at the bottom, work our way up, give a sentence or two on each member of the zone. It can be, you know, how you feel about them, if you respect them, or it can be some, something totally out of left field. The floor is yours. Are you ready? Yep, ready to go. I started off with Sean, no titles banned. I mean, he just better hope to get that boob seat. You know, I'm cheering for him this week. Um, uh, I really need him to win this week to help my standings, but... Uh, you know, at the end of the day, I just hope that him and Sense had a boopsie battle because I have been in those before, and it'd be fun to watch if I'm not in that position this time. So uh, he better start hoping to get that boopsie because without a title, uh, that's, that's rough. Yeah, the Week 13 Bayon versus Sense showdown could be epic. Yeah. Uh, moving up to 11th, uh, Zach, King of the Pooper sentiment. Yeah, I mean, he's... he's uh, it's cursed, I'm going to say. Just that trophy. Go! Yeah, very clear. Just don't touch it if you ever want it. And he goes, he gets, he gets sloshed. Uh, this is it. Sloshed. That sly look. Like, Good term. I, I know what I did. And, uh, and, yeah, he's been paying consequences ever since. He sure has. Moving up to 10th, Kyle, Farton Martin. Yeah, Kyle, how about everybody else? I, I honestly think he's, he's engaged in the league, but he does... I think his, his level of uh, participation described definitely leads you to think maybe he's not as engaged, but I believe you, like you say, he's adamant on Monday nights or Tuesday nights, upset about his performance. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's up and down. You know, he's, he's always, he gets in a roll every now and then, but then he almost have some of those bad years, too. He's, he's pretty, like, you know, middle of the road, you know, one of the Matt Doza line, almost, if you think about it. The Matt Doza, as we call it, inside the NFL yeah, zone. That's awesome. 
Um, a lot of people questioning Kyle's heart and dedication to the zone. I'd like to get him on the show and hear if he has anything to say about that. But moving on, ninth place, the most overcocky ninth place sitting zone member in history, probably. Uh, one Mr. Monday Night, a.k.a. Rick Fab. Rick Rehack, if you will. your back no sweat off your sack yeah he's 150 points ahead of Kyle who's sitting you know in 10th the last toilet trio spot and he's got a game up on him so Kyle would probably have to ugh, Rick would have to lose out and Kyle would have to get two of his last three to be able to pass him um possible probably not likely anyways moving on eighth place and it disgusts me to say eighth place but myself the beefster Seventh place, Jada, Trader J. Sixth place, Grant. Fifth place, Mitch the Kid Good. That's team by far. I mean, 
on yeah. paper. Like an absolute grant. I think that was mentioned before. He's, he's one of those guys that, man, he's just, uh, you know, coming out of the draft, and was like, yeah, he's pretty decent, but by halfway through the year, I'm like, what happened to him? He just doesn't make the right moves, you know. I don't know what happens. He just, you know, there's a little bit, uh, a little bit questionable moves there, but, you know, I'm, I'm hoping he loses this week. I got him in points right now, which is good. Uh, you know, wouldn't mind seeing him fall down at 6 5 all right, then you got yourself sitting in fourth. We'll skip you. Pro in third, six and four. Pro, well, I see. No offense, pro, but I see you falling this the rest of this year. We'll see what happens, though. But uh, uh, end of the day, this <coughs> team is is average at best. Hmm. Uh, you know, I think he's got some potential. The obviously great. Murray's a great. Shannon. I was just saying Adam Sheeran. Sheeran, yeah. Uh, Sheeran. Uh, but no, I think he's definitely uh, someone that has an opportunity to be, be in the mix, but I, I just don't like this team that much, to be honest with you. Uh, if Murray throws up a dud, he's, he's done. Yeah, I think he's pretty boomer bust with Murray. Moving on, second place. Uh, Scaredy Cat Matt, 6-4. and Scaredy Cat Matt. Um, so with Scaredy Cat Matt, I think... Well, that team's good. I, mean, I think he's, uh, you said he's top in points right now. Um, he's got a great team. He has no depth, though, so one injury could just, man, it could, it could derail him totally. Um, you know, starting some of their questionable starts with some of his receivers and running backs. And a running back doesn't get one touch. It's questionable there. But, uh, I mean, he's done well at the beginning of the year. That's going to help him in the long run. So we'll have to see what happens with uh with Matt there, but obviously second place, high point total. I can't see him missing playoffs. Yep, and then first place, we got puts. Uh, <laughs> this is good. I mean, now again, eight. Um, he's put up a great point total last year. We've got a decent point total again this year. Um, once McCaffrey comes off with his injury, hoping he gets a sit out another week. Um, although I think this, this is bye week next week. Uh, I believe it is week twelve. Yes. Contrary to what Yahoo Notes will tell you. Um, I really hope McCaffrey's not playing when I play him, obviously. Uh, I can't remember if I have him last week or if I have uh, No, you have him next week with no McCaff. So you have me, McCaff, week 13 so showdown. We might be squaring off for a playoff spot, you and I. So if I have Puts next week, that's a huge win for me, you know, going against him without McCaffrey. Um, you know, we'll see what happens with Pat being there, but... Uh, uh, yeah, he's, he's good. He's going to be in there. He's going to be in the playoffs. I can't see him missing it. Uh, I know if I say I'm insufferable for saying that because of James Dan, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but, you know, you know puts, uh, puts good at me a little bit this year. Uh, you know, I didn't see it coming, but the game out. Who's here? Uh, you in that tunnel yet? Uh, we got through it. Didn't lose yet. So that's oh, great. All right, give me your six uh, playoff teams real quick. Who's getting in? So if I would say my, my six playoff I'm going to put myself in there. Okay. Because um, I expect myself to make it. I would definitely say Puts and Mac are probably the two, you know, I would say, most confident that guarantee to make it. They seem like um, safe bets. And wrapping up, <laughs> wrapping up the rest, you know, looking at it all on paper, I would say the kid, but, you know, put the game's played on the field, not on paper. So, you know, technically it's not a game. I was going to say, technically, I like fantasy kind of is played on paper. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
say probably if I can guess there's some singles family, I would say Todd, you would make it. I can dig it. Jason Grant coming in and you know, the six out. Uh, maybe, you know, I know it's tough for all them to make it, but I think looking at the looking at the schedule, who plays who, that's who I would say with my top six. So you're going with a traditional six, basically. This is most most of the guys we see in playoffs every year. Poopsie showdown. It could be epic. All right, well, uh, real quick before we get to listener questions, and then we're going to let you do your closing thoughts and any words for your haters at the very end. Um, let's, uh, let's do the segment where you rank, you know, um, the five different categories, as we always discuss. Uh, we like to see where people's heads are at. Between uh, the Rinky Dink Tournament, the regular season title, GM of the Year, points scored, and money won. So, of those five, what do you think is most important? What do you think is least important? Why make trillions when we could make billions? So, I would say I'm starting number two without starting number one. Yeah, I go with number one, but probably. a different point. I don't think people really, well, Grant kind of touched on it a bit, but it seems like most people care the most about the quote-unquote rinky-dink tournament, except Mr. Rick Fab. All right, well. Yeah, he's, he's out there, so. Yeah, so. Yeah, he's an emotional roller coaster. So you're putting a rinky-dink tournament first, regular season title second, 
you said points scored third, and GM of the year fourth, and money fifth, or money fourth and GM of the year fifth? I'll get money fourth, you know, and GM of the year fifth. That's fair. Uh, anything else you want to add on that before we get to some listener questions? Too much. Obviously, uh, I'll take a win in any of those, all any of those categories. But uh, for sure. Um, yeah. But at the same point, I think I just I just love my name on that trophy in the year. You still win money too, so it all all evens out. Yeah, it does. All right, let's uh, let's start with a good one from Mr. Monday Night. He asked, "What would you identify as your biggest strength as a fantasy football GM?" And what is your biggest weakness? Sure. Again, that's from Rick. I'm actually, I'm sure there's other questions that I'll have some answers for. But uh, Rick, that's a great question. I would say my, my strengths are, I, I think I come away from an option to be pretty strong, you know, looking at my team. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that's probably my strength. I think I, I auction pretty well. I think I budget my money pretty well from that standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, my weaknesses are, I'll be quite honest, I don't think I spend as much time on, as a lot of people do on fantasy football. Hmm. I, I think my, you know, throughout the year, I'll be the first to admit that I'm not as, you know, everybody else knows what transactions were had, I'll be honest. I, I find out from the scrabble a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I would say that's what my weakness is, is that commitment and time I put into it. You know, it's probably there's, the reason why I have a couple, several pictures on my uh, on my resume there as well. Uh, so I got have nobody to blame but myself on that one. Um, but uh, I would probably say that's one of my weaknesses. Also, I think I'm too hesitant to make trades. I would say that's another weakness I have. Well, it's rare that people in the scribe will admit any type of fault, so I can respect all that. Um, next question, we kind of touched on it a bit, but just give us a quick answer. It's from Anonymous. Who are your top three GMs? Who are your bottom three GMs? Bottom three GMs, I'd probably go with Sense. Well, Sid and Sean are probably they're probably one A one B. One A one B. I mean, Sense is the worst. I mean, he has the most poopers, and he's just, just always down there. Um, no matter what he does, seems like he just goes down there. Um, you know, Pro's down there because he just hasn't made you know, playoffs ever. Um, and then I would say, yeah, one A one B with Mitch and uh, Sean. Go! Stern, three. but fair. <laughs> Top three, I'd probably go Grant. Uh, uh, Grant and Todd, if you guys, if I would go to my word with, uh, with uh, quote unquote, the ranking game tournament, mm-hmm. uh, you guys are the most of them, so I guess I got to go you two. And I'd probably go Mattis third with Jason close behind him. I respect it. <laughs> All right. We've got uh, another question from Anonymous. They said, if a game starts at 8 p.m. East Coast time, what time does it start in Chicago? So, I am one hour behind you guys. So, if you do the math, it's 8, eight minus 1 is 7. So, it'll be 7 p.m. is when that game will start. 7 p.m. Is that military time or? Uh, when you're military time, uh, that's a... Uh, or it's of a different color. Um... Let's see, we got another good one from Rick. Um, is the concept of fab knots real? Do you think you have a firm grasp on fab and does most of the league? So, 
there's a thought not is an accurate thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it definitely exists out there. Absolutely. I think I think anybody can be a fat guy on any given week. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think anybody's I don't think anybody's uh, prone or, or you know, immune to that. Um, but at the same time, you know, I would say I would say I have uh, some level of firm grasp on on fat. I think everybody kind of has their own idea of what fat is and what works for them. Um, I'll never question, I mean, I'll question people's fads, but if that's the route they want to go, then, you know, more power to them. Uh, I'm not going to be a uh, you know, Rick, Rick Fab out there critiquing everybody on a, on a, you know, Wednesday morning, you know, ridiculing everybody for what they did. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, because you know, he's also made some questionable decisions on, on fads. So, you know, he. You who lives in a, on a, in a glass house and not throw up stones, you know, that, that, that same goes. He sure has. All right. Speaking of annoying comments on fab and whatnot, here's a question from Anonymous. Who annoys you the most in the NFL zone? Uh, I mean, it's got to be Rick, right? I mean, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, he's insufferable. When he's high, he just doesn't stop talking about you. He's low. He's, his phone mysteriously breaks. Um, and he's like, gone. But I remember that's a little thing. It's like, you got time for it. I think it was a little bit. He can tackle the gut like a crazy amount of tackles. I think it was a great wall. But I mean, he just, he's a feel like a fart in the wind. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and he's, he's nowhere to be seen after that. So um, he's probably the most insufferable. Plus, for some reason this year, just as uh, came at me a little bit. And I, doing the same thing he typically does, and I'm the insufferable one. I'm guessing that's probably why. Yeah, he's, he's calling me insufferable, so I'm taking up his uh, Christian action that's been working for him the past few years, so why not give it a shot if you know what I mean? But, uh, I hear you. The uh, word insufferable really yeah. stuck in, in the scribe in the zone. Uh, obviously, King Shul got that nickname for a reason, um, but uh, for the most part, I believe it's true. Um, but, uh, but he knows better. But I think the nickname Mr. Potato Head uh, didn't get into you. I was given Oh, I guess I'll take that as a compliment. Alright, now we have our last question of the day. The inevitable from Anonymous. What the fuck is going on in those picks with the Bernards? Um, <laughs> you can you can uh, you can pass if you want. Yeah, I'll answer. I'm a man. I'm 40, almost. Uh, but no, I'm. Uh, no, I would say. Uh, well, first of all, it wasn't Bernard, so somebody's uh, uh, pitching a deep that was lacking on that question. I'll, I'll point that out first. It would be David Peavy. Oh, the uh, Mad Dog. Down there, huh? 
Uh, <laughs> I'll take it. All right. Uh, I, don't, I, can't, I can't defend that picture. I also want to know how folks found that so fast. Uh, that's, that's my question of that picture is uh, how did folks find that picture so quickly after I sent him the picture of him eating that cupcake when he was, uh, as, you, as I used the word before, sloshed in one summer. But, uh, you know, I, uh, and that's my one question is he found that I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he did. Uh that that wraps up nope. Oh, hold on a second. We just had uh, a listener reach out in real time asking if it's too late for a listener question. I told him send it ASAP. I got the little three dots at the bottom of the screen. Hold on tight, listeners. We'll get this last question. Uh, I feel like I'm on the spot now because if it's super inappropriate, I can't just blow it off. So, I hope it isn't. <laughs> loading, loading, loading. And all right, while we wait for this, big Sixers fan, give us some quick thoughts on uh, Daryl Morey and the moves the Sixers made this week. Speed, so, yeah. I mean, that's, that's what happened here. I gotta stop this recording and start a new one because we're approaching an hour. All right, we got that last uh, that last second question. We're gonna fire it off. It's actually a good one. Who would you consider your biggest rival in the NFL zone? And that's from anonymous. Uh, that's a good question. I mean, I mean this year. Definitely could be monster. It could be monster. 
All right. <laughs> it's fast approaching. All right, that's our listener question or listener question segment. Let's uh, go ahead and wrap things up. Do you have any closing statements about the NFL zone, about any league members, about anything like that, uh, and anything to say to your haters? I'll just say, you know, Fitz mentioned his trade early, trading prospects early in this year, and I guess they give him some to go. Um, I would say that's probably accurate. Um, you know, I would say I approached him, asked him if he was interested in somebody. He said he was interested in somebody else. I said, all right, I need an RB1. I said, you're trying to do a blockbuster. This could be monster. Like my exact text I sent him. And uh, it silence for 15 minutes, sent him an offer, another silence for 15 minutes. I uh, came back with a, uh, I'll just say, a putrid author in return. Um, and, uh, and uh, yeah, I, I, I guess I just kind of ended that one all together just because I was insulted by the author, to be perfectly honest. Uh, and he made me. But uh, so I just kind of, I would say that's that's one thing there that uh, uh, Pitch was not entirely accurate with all his, his trades that he, he talked about earlier in the uh, hmm. episode two, I guess two episodes ago. So that's what I'm all right, respectable. Anything else you'd like to add to the haters or anyone in the league? No, I'm good. I'm excited to see how the last three weeks end here. Um, very tight league. Anything can happen. Uh, and I hoping for a ban in Week 13. Um, hopefully, I will uh, find myself in the playoffs if not a, a first round bye if I can keep winning. Yeah, hottest team in the league, four in a row, why not? We appreciate you coming on outside the scribe today, Mr. B. Weave, and uh, we wish you safe travels on the rest of your drive home. Oh, thank you. I'll be back in. What? You cut out. <laughs> yeah, you cut out. So not exactly the smoothest exit to the interview. Had a little bit of uh, technical difficulties as Brad drives through Central PA, but there you guys have it. Hope everyone enjoyed the interview. Good luck to everyone in the matches tomorrow, except for you, kid. You son of a bitch. I need you to take a L. Uh, if you don't, might be the end of my season. But, yeah, great week of games tomorrow. Thanks for everyone uh, for listening, and we'll probably put out another pod on, like, Tuesday. Uh, in the meantime... We're going to have old Pink Floyd play us out. Play us out. What does that mean, to play us out?